I'm India and welcome to Start a Ripple, the podcast that celebrates moving in nature. You see, I believe ripples are made when we connect movement with nature, not only for our mind and body, but also the environment too. And on this series, I'm speaking to some amazing guests that share that passion and have their own story to tell. All right, time to introduce this week's guest. Kim Hartwell is an international mindfulness and movement coach with a passion for adventure and inspiring others. In 2018, Kim founded Rock and Soul Adventure Retreats to combine her love of rock climbing, yoga and being outside in nature. Last year, Kim became a mother to Indy and having recently become a mother myself, I found it fascinating talking to Kim about the journey into early motherhood, regaining identity and how we can learn from the innate primal instincts our babies embody. Uh, so hello Kim and welcome to Start a Ripple, how are you? Hey, thanks so much for having me, I'm very well, thank you, how are you? Oh, I'm good, I'm so, so happy to finally be chatting to you right now because it, it's it's taken us a little while to get here but we've finally got here <laughs> a little while yes the logistics with the baby is always quite an interesting thing to happen but we <laughs> and I think a little disclaimer here Malou is in the carrier on me right now you've got Indy upstairs asleep so if you do hear gurgles going on yeah. that's what it is <laughs> yeah. let's be real now <laughs> <Mom life. laughs> Um, right, so with that in mind, the fact that we've got two ticking time bombs going on, let's just dive into your questions because I've got so much I want to ask you and I've been kind of following your journey for the last few years and um, but, so obviously I know a little bit about your background but listeners might not, so can you start by letting us know a little bit about your background, who you are and how you've got to where you are today? Absolutely. Well, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Like I said, it's all nice to be kind of back into podcast world of her has recently I say recently had a baby we were just discussing how quickly they grow which is one of those like mom comments but it's ridiculous um I'm currently a mum to Indy so I had Indy she's almost 11 months now so she's um I've had her 11 months ago um before that I as a personal trainer a yoga teacher and kind of prior to that I was a model did the modeling thing and did quite a bit of traveling as well in terms of teaching on retreats, teaching on surfing yoga retreats. I ran my own um, retreat business called Rock and Soul Adventures, which is where we take people out rock climbing and do yoga and surfing kind of all over the world. So I'm very, very into the world as, as you are as well. <laughs> We're very similar kind of people. We're very outdoorsy and um, yeah, just like to get outside in nature doing the beautiful things. And so the thing I get most excited about is helping others to feel really amazing in themselves as well. And it came from, I think, prior to the baby it was very much about empowering um particularly women to feel really really good in their bodies and um feeling strong kind of by being able to feel the empowerment you get from things like training being outside um and then now I'm finding it quite quite a passion of mine to get moms feeling the same way too yeah exactly and this is what I'm excited to talk to you about about I guess the way that you're evolving um since having having Indy and yeah like and how how your journey is changing and how you have to change and develop and the exciting you know opportunities that come from that um but my next question to you is um is about a little saying that you have in your instagram actually because i think it's very cool uh rocks and waves are kind of my rave um so you have this as your little tagline so can you tell us a little bit about your passion for climbing and you know just being outdoors by the ocean water sports and how did this develop over your lifetime 
Yeah, um, I mean, I grew up by the sea, so my, you know, we're, we're in a very kind of water family. My dad uh, was a sailor, he was in the Navy, and I grew up in Portsmouth for um, a little bit of my life. And then I just, like you, just have this kind of affinity with being by water, being um, kind of any open water I'm pretty much obsessed with. I feel like I go to the water and feel this kind of huge healing, and like, I literally will see this moving water and be like... Ah, I feel like a relief in my body. I feel like I'm not sure what it is that does it to me, but I, when I don't have that, I really don't um, feel myself. So I've always had this kind of affinity for the sea or kind of being outdoors. And obviously there's so many beautiful ways that we can move in nature. I kind of, you have to sometimes question like, why, why would we go inside and all this like kind of gym training where it's like beautiful, gorgeous weather or, you know, this nature outside. It's always kind of been one of my favorite ways to move. Um, in nature and specifically with um, things like climbing I think climbing is probably kind of relatively newer to me like I think we probably started climbing about five years ago and me and my husband went and did um, a California road trip before we moved back from New York and um, we tried climbing in Yosemite which is like mecca of climbing but we didn't we honestly really didn't know what we were getting ourselves into we just thought it was like seemed like a fun idea um even we went and we were literally like, yeah, hi, like maybe we could like climb at El Capitan. Capitan. <laughs> it was like, it's just not the same thing you do. Like they were literally like, obviously laughing their socks off at us being like, you don't just climb it. And like, what have you ever climbed before? So we did this like cute little taster course um, there, but it did, I just, there's something about climbing. And I think it's very similar. What we talk about a lot if um, in yoga, but also in so many other things, the idea of flow state. And I think you really can't get more present than doing things like surfing or yoga. And I think that's what's the attraction for so many people. It's just that presence you get because you actually can't think about anything else because you likely die, drown or you know, fall off a rock or whatever. And so I think what I found like such the allure of things like that, and particularly for me, um, rock climbing is just, you find that you can just get entranced by the whole entire thing and something like rock climbing. And I think particularly as a woman, it's very easy to think, oh, I, I can't do it. And I have so many women that say to me, like, I'm not strong enough. My upper body is really weak. So I'd be really bad at climbing. But actually, we're, what we find with climbing is the women are really good at it. Because we're like little ninjas with our mobility. We're also very well known for having incredibly strong legs because we birth children and look after children. Um, so what you find is that you have this incredible power on the rock. But also, and like what you talk about, obviously, a lot is you're outside in nature. So my favorite places to climb is like up a rock overlooking the ocean. It's like you literally are there being like this is just the most magical thing I put that pretty high up with like the surfing thing as well it's just you know quite all-consuming isn't it and you know the reason why we created rock and soul adventures is because people felt like it wasn't accessible and I think that it's so important to say, say to people I think especially things like yoga as well just being like literally everyone should be able to do it it's not that you know you're super special superwoman that can only do it or whatever and um what we'd find like well, what I'd find super rewarding with something like rock and soul is that people would literally turn up our first one we did in Devon they'd turn up after their like five hour journey and we'd, like, whack them down a cliff like next to the ocean and we'd be like climbing up this uh climbing up this like insane like rock face and obviously at first you get quite scared in like the adrenaline like the same sort of thing you'd get from surfing but then when you actually get to ride that incredible wave or when you get to the top of that wall and you're watching the sunset over the, the ocean it's just I really don't think you can get a lot of things that are better than that. Absolutely. I guess it's that idea that you're working with nature with in, exactly. in, in both of those disciplines, you know, surfing, climbing, you have to 
connect with mother nature and what she's doing on that day be it the weather be it the swell be it the wind direction all of those things and you have to be very intuitive and I guess it taps into our kind of primal state a lot of the time and it's something in the modern world that we have stepped away from so much with technology so bringing it back to those kind of primal feelings is probably what what makes it feel so good and so natural I don't know I, I, I can only make of it I guess and I think you, you'll probably you see it as well with your little one is that you I've literally watched Indy and she because naturally climbs so well and she has the natural urge to want to be everywhere climb everything find stuff get really excited you know intrigued by what's at the top of that sofa or whatever and I think just watching the movement you can just see how natural that is for us and just from us going living a little bit more sedentary kind of having these like sit down cultures is that we just lost that along the way and that's again what's a beautiful thing is that you know things like the sea and the rocks have always been there right so it's, it's it's what we were born to do essentially absolutely it's so interesting you say about watching how a baby moves because I even watch how Malou breathes and she breathes right from her yeah, belly that's what so I talk beautiful. about in my own classes at the beginning of almost every class I'm like right let's send our breath from our chest because we've all been breathing in our chest all day let's send it right down to the pit of our belly and we could expand full body and that's what she's doing yeah. all day every day without realizing even like she loves being in happy baby pose like that is her favorite thing and and that is a a pose that you only do if you actively seek out going to a yoga class but yeah. it's obviously very good and for our bodies because that's why you know babies do it all the time yeah. and yeah. it is it's so strange how the world has gone so far removed from that and it's so wonderful that people like you are doing these retreats that bring it back to it um and yeah I've, I've kind of seen you guys what you've done in the past and it just looks amazing do you think it's something that you'll you'll start up again is it I'm is hoping it, so it's what uh, I want to come along <laughs> yeah I know I've actually had so many people being like when is the next one can we do one with kids I'm very much yeah. like in the planning stages of kind of what will it look like with Indy in tow or you know would it look like in terms of going away and I think potentially we'll be looking into doing a bit more kind of day focus but I want you know I want kids to be able to come I want parents to be able to come I want to be able to have day adventures I know you're all about getting out into you know these like mini adventures basically mm-hmm. isn't it and I think so I would definitely like to think that it's not something that is you know going to be sat in the past it's definitely something that we're going to be doing lots more with but I'm still kind of fathoming what that looks like in the future oh absolutely I think it's it's definitely all possible it's, it's just you, you you can't do it on the scale that you used to do pre-baby these sort of activities and obviously if you are used to doing it with your partner maybe often you have to go solo because one of them you've got to look after the baby or whatever but mm-hmm. there's definitely ways around it and um yeah I'm, I'm excited I'm excited to watch this space yeah. watch this space then um, Absolutely. so obviously you mentioned that you're a yoga teacher um and obviously being a yoga teacher myself I'm always really interested in finding out people's journeys and how they I've got into yoga and what it means to them um so yeah if you could, could let, let us know about that yeah I mean I think yoga is um a funny one isn't it I feel it, it takes sometimes some people what well, it takes me specifically a lot um takes a little bit of time for some people to get used to it and really understand what 
what the essence of yoga is isn't it like I think when I used to go to yoga I used to go with my mum we did work experience at her office when I was, I was a lot younger and they'd have like one yoga class and they'd like get rid of all the desks and whatever we'd be doing it I remember just being like well I don't really my mum would be like oh that's really tough yoga session I don't really don't quite understand what we just did like we <laughs> were just kind of stretching around or whatever and I don't think I truly appreciated the essence of yoga until I moved to New York I moved to New York with my husband's work and we were there for about three years and obviously New York is a very intense city and um, I was very into like uh, modeling and trying to keep fit and modeling and all the rest of it I think I think I just got very jaded and actually probably quite injured with the idea of just go 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 it was almost like a competition how many hit classes you could do in a day if you rest it's weak and I think what I then started to really kind of try out the different yogas and I actually started really doing a lot more hatha yoga at the beginning and I just think what I was so attracted to was that kind of peace and listening I think it takes a while to understand that it gets to that point but I think that's the the beauty of yoga and that's what I got so attracted to is that it kind of allowed me to slow down and um, give me some sort of peace and it was that grounding I think where I had been doing a little bit in the UK before and then going to America it gave me that kind of feeling of like home in terms of just being back in my body being back somewhere that felt safer and grounding where I was obviously just so high up in the clouds of this crazy city and I think our natural instinct or mine definitely is just to keep go 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 more is more and I think the beauty of what yoga has always been that running theme throughout my life since then is just this kind of need to step back need to slow down that actually this more 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 is not what we need in yeah this, in this <laughs> It's interesting you use that word home, actually, because I've been lucky enough to kind of practice and go to yoga classes all, all in different parts of the world. And every time I roll up my roll out my yoga mat and I'll sort of come into child's pose normally just to ground myself at the beginning, wherever I am in the world, you get this sense of coming home. And yeah. I guess it's a familiar practice if it's familiar in your body. And yeah, it can feel very, very grounding. And I can totally appreciate how how if, you know you're on the other side of the world but doing a practice that is familiar to you made you feel safe I guess um yeah in in a, in a whirlwind city um and so you went on to to where did you do your training so actually I was like I, I, I wished I did I actually did it in New York but I think what I did was come back we moved back to New York I was probably in like a little bit of a a funk with not kind of working out what my life looked like coming back from New York and kind of rebuilding my business and um, was doing an awful lot of kind of modeling and um, I think again I was lost so this yoga was this like running thread that I would come back to and I think that's when we find that stillness and we that's when we start to listen and we don't do as much running away from our emotions and it's um, so that's I think I kind of really started to appreciate that essence because I'd done my personal training and I was you know training people and I, I think that I thought you know what I can feel how much healing this is doing for me and I know that this will help my clients I, I, this can be something else that I can help other people with so that's when I started looking into doing my teacher training I actually did my teacher training in Sri Lanka um I did a month intensive there which was obviously amazing <laughs> yeah, how incredible and and have you found your yoga practice to be important during your kind of postnatal well even your prenatal journey actually but your pre and postnatal journey and obviously the ups and downs that, that come with, with motherhood and 
I know that for me, I definitely I was like, I'm gonna try and get I'm gonna get to a yoga class every week, don't it? It didn't happen, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. But every time I've just gone 10 minutes to myself or pop something on from YouTube or something, it's been super powerful and actually the simple moves since having a baby have been the most effective for me and I'm just interested to know your take on yoga since having a baby because I know from from a personal perspective it's changed a lot for me oh absolutely hugely and I mean you just don't you just don't have the time I think I really I um was was empathetic to people before about not having time with a baby but I just don't understand it so you have one and I think I really didn't have the time to do like a 75 minute flow that I would usually do or whatever. So it is really about those pockets of peace that you can find when the baby's napping. I found it very frustrating at the beginning because you want, you want to cling on to that old life and cling on to needing to do however many minutes of yoga to feel like you've got your, you know, your fix or whatever. But actually what I found very challenging was going back to an, uh, uh, one of my, my um, self practices. I think I didn't properly self practice what I would, you know, feel like I was really getting into a, a flow like I used to until good you know six seven months in and I remember one time Dave took Indy my husband and um I actually he came came back around and I was like crying because I'd gone into like quite a deep hip opener and I think it's just been where I kind of been running away from this new life and I didn't know what to do with it I didn't know what it meant for me going forward and yoga was actually too raw for me to go back to because I was just like that's you know I had this beautiful life this amazing lifestyle I think I've spoken to quite a few of my friends about it I think pregnancy and babies pose their different challenges for so many different mums if you're a mum that had an office job and you have for maternity leave you have to go back to work that's a challenge in itself but if you're self-employed like us your work doesn't work unless you work so then you have to think about how that that's impacting you and to, for, for me I felt like my lifestyle was exactly like I loved it like I was traveling like you traveling all over the world teaching doing what I absolutely adore whenever I wanted I could drop you know drop my hat and go to Sri Lanka tomorrow if I wanted to, to do a surfing yoga retreat or whatever and that changes so so much and I think I was running away from the, the, the being honest with myself about how I felt about that. And so much more recently, um, after the, I think I did that flow and then was like, wow, I really need some more yoga in my life. And not yoga in the sense of I need to do this many hours of yoga per week. And the yoga in terms of I need to really sit with myself and stop busying myself for the sake of feeling like I need to run away. And I actually need to sit with this stuff to be able to process it and heal. Yeah, and I think thank you for being so honest about that because there isn't enough honesty in that place. And it's funny, isn't it? I, I think I'm a I've always been a busy person. I think like you have thrived on being busy and enjoyed it, but and I've and trying and trying to work out a healthy level of productivity and business whilst having a baby is a minefield. Yeah. And obviously you want to be the best mum you can possibly be whilst also being the best person for yourself and your relationships with other people and it's not there's no one size fits all it's very very unique to the individual um and it's and it's interesting that you said that you felt that release during our hip opener because see women held so much tension in our hips don't we and and obviously through even like childbirth and all of that you know it, it's where it, it all sits and I and I'm sure it shows how powerful 
releasing the physical body can be for your your mental health you know all tied in it's all connected and I think you're really really honest on your social channels and you know I think it's incredible and I know that I don't know if you found this but the shift that I found was that hard is that I was this person I think being a teacher you're you're this person to x amount of people your students yeah and I found hard knowing who I was going to go back to those students being because I felt guilty not returning as the original teacher that they knew me as and trying to show up as that and then going actually no that's not me now I'm now (laughs) I'm now not that person but feeling like I'm letting my students down by not Mm -hmm. coming back to them as that and trying to figure that out is what I found quite tough how's that been for you usually oh my god like it's um I actually have been working with a life coach um a guy called Dan Morgan who I actually can't shout enough about he's really helped me when I felt like I was really in the depths of being lost about who I am where what was my life I couldn't even think about what it looks like in the next week month year let alone when Indy goes to school and um he was very good at picking about um apart like my emotions and why these things were coming to me and me having that need that people pleasing need to think that I need to be turning up for certain people me feeling that I felt very guilty in that I somehow owed people for not being as present as I could be and you know having like you're saying like being the old teacher that you were for so many people and I think very deep that's that's not gone away I'm still so passionate about helping not just moms and helping people to move and finding my my flow as a teacher again but for me I've actually taken a back step for a while just to really prioritize my my own healing because I, I I don't know. I, I the problem is you're a little bit damned if you do, you do or damned if you don't with the with the baby and childcare. Like you either feel guilty for not being there for your baby or you'll feel guilty for not working. And what Dan was very good at doing was identifying what needs I weren't I wasn't having met. And I think he realised that I didn't have that motivation and inspiration to get up and go in the day. And I was feeling like I had to go back to some my former capacity to show have self-worth and show everybody that I was fine and like you know my perfectionist tendency was like really like screaming out to not let people know that I have changed and you know my life is going to change and I you know can't go back there's something that's inside me dying being like no no I am still that person (laughs) but he as he said like he was like you know you can trace perfectionist tendencies all the way back from being like for me I got bullied at school and he was like that's probably when you first felt unworthy and he was like that perfectionism has kind of served you in a way because it's protected you all these times but you actually can't do that when you have a baby and as you know you know I was still pretending that I had energy for one person but I you know especially as I was still breastfeeding and you know as as you know sleepless nights the the whatever you're doing with a baby is freaking tiring so then I would go and I'm very fortunate in that my gym has a crash so I wasn't necessarily I mean it took a while to get to that point where I was felt comfortable leaving her at the crash but I would then leave her at the crash be able to go and do my workout and then pick her up which obviously came with its own guilt tendencies as well but what I was finding is then when I got in the groove of that I was I was really into the gym (laughs) like really like trying to not necessarily doing crazy hit sessions or anything like that but I was you know feeling like I had to do all this time at the gym or like I wanted to do it and Dan was saying that that 
actually is me again trying to be a perfectionist and you know being a perfectionist in a way that wasn't my work because my work wasn't there at, at that time and I felt like I needed to do it some other way so he was like it's not actually as beneficial as you think it might be and what you're what I'm seeing is that you're a very tired mother and you know actually if I was teaching someone who was postnatal and they were saying to me I'm absolutely knackered I'm breastfeeding at the moment I find going for a walk tiring or at the end of the day I can't wait for to bed and I just need to sleep then maybe I wouldn't really suggest to them going and training every single day either yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's been a big lesson for sure yeah and, and that whole idea of how using a life coach is oh I, I've used like life, life coach and my life coach Charlotte I will probably use for the rest of my life <laughs> Yeah, I oh gosh, I yeah. tapped in I had like a little extra session with her I think eight eight weeks into having Malou because I I just needed that mm-hmm. different perspective to get to make me help me work out what I was doing and it was super simple I had all the answers in myself but she was just the one going hello you just can't see it yeah you can't see it you can't see the wood between the trees and it's yeah it's a really amazing thing actually it, you know having a live coach and I'm very grateful that I've been able to to tap into that um and yeah you know it's it's exhausting <laughs> it's exhausting having a baby for so many different reasons but so many wonderful reasons um but it is important to make those little sacrifices too for yourself um it, and it, but and it's hard finding that balance between exhaustion and knowing that you need something for yourself, or do you just sleep? And oh, it's, it's the identity thing is huge. I think the identity thing is huge. Yeah, it's it's huge, and that's why I think it's amazing that you've been able to do your podcast. And you know, we we find our way of finding our feet. I mean, I'm I'm I've still got probably quite a long way to go, but I'm I'm slowly starting to feel a bit more me and starting to see what my life looks like with indie this you know beautiful thing I've been able to you know make a part of my life but I still I, I want that sense of independence work-wise I want to be able to still have that ability to teach and influence people the way I used to because that was my passion and we don't really do our jobs unless you're really really passionate about helping people so at the moment me helping someone is my indie um but um sooner or later it's going to start becoming much more about I think particularly helping mums because I mean it, it, just for example the gym where I am there's not really postpartum help in terms of that, like mums and I'm like they, they can very easily have something like that and you know these mums even if you go to a women's health physio which you know I, I'm, I'm aware is a luxury for a lot of people even if you've had that and then you kind of go to the gym and you, you still don't really know what to do. And so it's like you're fathoming this new life, new identity with all this stuff going on. And then it's like, how on earth do I even try and fix myself? Or, or I don't really like the word fix, but like, how do I rebuild myself to feel strong and powerful? And for me, even though I'm saying, you know, I'm going to the gym, doing all of this stuff, it's been such a slow and steady burn. And not, I, I would be lying if I said it was completely not nothing to do with aesthetics but honestly on my hand and heart 95% of it has been having my confidence back and feeling a bit more like myself and feeling like I'm empowered by doing those things and that I feel like oh my gosh like you know we've been through this huge huge life change and I'm coming out the other side. Is it just you said actually because I had to work with a women's health physio um because yeah my pelvic floor was definitely not what it used to be and I quickly learned that 
I needed a lot of help with that yeah. and she said to me she said do you think that if you could see your pelvic floor you would because I was really I wasn't being very good at doing my exercises you would yeah. do your exercises more and be a little bit more um like you know uh efficient with that and I was like yeah do you know what I'm sure a lot of women would be I'm yeah. sure we could see our pelvic floor and we would want it to look the way that it should you know nice Absolutely. whatever we would do that after pregnant after pregnancy but because you can't see it it gets forgotten by so many women and I also learned that you know if you once you hit menopause you lose estrogen and estrogen is what keeps that pelvic floor nice and strong so oh, wow. if, if it's it's weak and during round. time <laughs> then yeah like it's so and there isn't enough education in it and I think in Germany I think it was Germany or France or both those countries you get uh, like an eight-week postpartum course on all of this and, I mean, and I really really feel that there's a massive space for this so I'm so happy that this is potentially something that you're you're looking into doing and and yeah. I really do think that it's something that that we all need to know more about because it's so important it's super important I think I mean I, the thing is I mean it's not even a women's only problem pelvic floor affects everyone it's including men it's a running joke in CrossFit quite a lot of men have problems with their pelvic floor because they can't manage their intra-abdominal pressure it's like a really fancy way of just saying you can't manage all that kind of breath in you and um yeah and I think that people it's just such a taboo subject you kind of I I want people to know like I got invited to an event and it, it not that long after the baby and it was about it was a running event and I kind of you, you didn't go back to them going oh no I'm not running yet because of this whatever and I, it's like I kind of want to tell people especially guys it's not because I sit there going to think I'm going to pee myself every two seconds and oh my god you know all this stuff that I want to talk about but it is just that kind of I carried a very heavy weight in my stomach, a lot of pressure on everything. And so actually continuing to put an awful lot of pressure straight after, no matter, even if you have the perfect birth, is still a huge trauma to your body. So then, yeah, actually it isn't a good idea. You're going, you know, you can lead back into running, of course, but actually I, I just feel like there's, there's not enough conversation like things like periods it's all very much like you oh yeah period pants tampons there's just not enough education and I kind of want to be like guys this is why this sorts of things are being discussed this is why that girl is doing mountain climbers instead of jumps or whatever and just give people I I want to give women and particularly mums the confidence to know that it is not broken it cannot not be fit like you know there's there's things that you can do that can damage control the symptoms you have amazing professionals women's health professionals that can help you with that and I honestly think hand on heart even though I said earlier it's a luxury if you can somehow make that a priority then it will just help with your confidence in every single other thing I think it's such a personal point of view and I remember nearly crying to my women's health physio being like I just feel broken I don't feel like myself and my, you know you've got your relationship with your husband you've got this baby you've got so much going on and I just I just didn't get it until you have a baby it's just such a world world away and I want to tell that you know half you know how many people how many mums do we know they all feel the same you know these same things mm. and you kind of want to like 
cuddle them and say, do you know what? That's okay. And you know, you're not broken and you will feel really freaking great again. And it's not about doing a million abs to start feeling good in your stomach again. It's about feeling freaking great because you're strong, powerful and to found your flow again in life. Absolutely. And you know, and it's normal. It, it, all of this is so normal. Um, so, so what is it, you're sort of saying, finding your flow again in life, what is it that, that makes you feel like you're in flow state now with Indy? What, what is it that you kind of tapped into? And obviously before you were saying it was climbing, it was surfing. That's mm. not something you're able to do every day anymore. Um, so through your soul searching, what is it that makes you feel like you, like you're in your flow state, that you are totally present well to be honest I think like I said I know it is a luxury that I do I have got a gym with a crash that has given me the space to give myself some self-care and I think that as mums we're not supposed to grow these babies just by ourselves like if you look back in um, tribal days I read a really amazing book called Hunt Gather Parent and she was basically exploring how the western world we all of the psychology and everything behind child behavior is done on the western world's kids but actually if you look they're actually probably the worst behaved. and so she went she had this four-year-old and she was like i don't know what's wrong with my four-year-old she's like devil how can i try and she was like obviously into this world anyway and she went and explored all the other cultures around the world and they were kind of laughing at her being like gosh like all these ways that we we parent and think is like the norm over here is very odd opposite to a lot of things they're doing and one of those things is being that you have a whole entire tribe around you so I found myself racked with guilt being like oh my goodness I'm not spending every single second with Indy and you know if I've asked for help in the crash or if I've got someone to help look after her I must be the worst mum in the world but actually what I'm noticing is my quality of my parenting is not in relation to how much I parent her the quantity of it and I someone said that to me and I was like that makes me feel a lot better because me prioritizing my self-care has been absolutely game-changing and that's again working with Dan my life coach he was saying to me he was like okay that time when you put her into the crash why could you not just go and grab a coffee and sit with your notepad and again I was like because I didn't want to sit with my emotions and my thoughts and just slowing down a little bit still prioritizing self-care and if I didn't have the crash that would be in the form of husband can you can you take this baby whilst I go and do my walk whilst I go and find my river my 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 depth of water that I need just to make myself feel healed um but like what you said you can't always you, you can't always be without the baby and most of my time is spent with Indy so you do have to find where you can find that flow and I think you're very it's very easy to try and fill your time with a baby in terms of going to classes meeting mums going to coffee whatever and you know I spent a lot of time doing that but I found probably where I'm feeling most at peace and where I'm finding that connection with her as well is just letting her be in nature and like I've just seen that you went to forest school with her which is just the cutest thing ever and you then have this whole newfound sense of amazement because they're in the nature that you love so much and you just know how much they're going to love it I can't wait for her to you know scramble trees and go in the ocean and so you just find those snippets of it and you have those like everyday adventures like I said to you it's not feasible for me and my husband with his work right now to live by the beach I want to eventually one day but so my that to me looks like going to the river pretty much every single day going for a walk letting her crawl by the grass um or you know finding our local woods finding a park and just kind of or in, even in the garden not everyone has access to somewhere as beautiful as the seaside so it's like 
you just kind of have to find your magic don't you and what what, what fuels you absolutely and you know today when I was taking Lily to her first school there was just a herb sensory mat and there was all these different herbs because obviously she sticks everything in her mouth and <laughs> she just loved it like and so it was like a, a carrot right. with a big you know the big green stalks hanging out that was like the best toy ever 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 and it was a carrot like an actual carrot you know and yeah it, it, I'd love to read that book actually because it's interesting you say that we the idea of you know in tribes they, they use the idea of it takes a village to to raise a child we went camping in the new forest a few weeks ago and there were, we went with a couple of other families all with different aged children and I've never seen Malou so happy for a whole day you know they get babies get cranky at different times of the day but she was just chilled the whole time and it's because once you have different children around her entertaining her too we were in this beautiful setting in the new forest there was lots of things to see and stimulate her in that sense and three there was all these other parents there that my friends that I was able to just pass her over if I needed to do something yeah and and it was just so easy it was it was very organic um time actually when I think about it there was and because there was we were all there helping each other out and that's I guess what yeah this western world isn't hasn't made family life like that um and it's it's interesting and it makes you think maybe these are reasons why we are suffering and, and finding things hard harder um, as parents as, as new parents because you're kind of going a little bit solo whilst also trying to keep your your career going and, and everything and it's there's just no way you can do it all there. yeah and I think that obviously we have you know fortunate enough to have my partner that helps a lot but that he goes to work and you know these we're not supposed to do it solo and I just think it's um yeah we've we've come quite far away from what and what nature intended our life and you have to kind of also think like our ancestors they crop outside before you know with their kids and I think there's hugely healing properties of nature there's um oh I can't remember the uh, name of the Instagram but um I started following a family recently and basically a horrible strategy when they had they had their newborn and they were on a sidewalk and somehow a car veered off and hit the baby and it was just obviously horrendously traumatic the baby was I believe the baby was paralyzed and so they actually went and moved out to nature and he and they they realized how healing it was on the baby and now he's he's doing amazingly and they were, they were like hands down put it down to the fact that he's in nature every day and like they they would take their kids on these like crazy trails and all the rest of it and people would be like well I can't believe you're doing that with your kids and they were like you know what I actually think it's more scary and risky being in a city and we obviously try and negate the risk as much as we possibly can but this is how we were born to be and I think the more we can get back to our tribal instincts our primal ways it has to be the right way it has to because nature you know that's how we were born to be and we're just going so far away from it I, I find myself like Indy will be chewing on these plastic things left right and center but as soon as she goes in the garden I'm like oh don't chew the grass and I'm like how is that ever what's that everything like surely surely nature is, is better for them oh 100% I totally totally agree with you um okay I mean I could keep talking to you all I've got I've got loads of other questions oh, no. but I think we're running out of time um so I'm gonna have to ask my last question which is the question I ask no. everybody so it is the big important one um so looking back at the ripples you've made in your life Kim what are the biggest lessons that you've learned for keeping your mind and body healthy 
Oh gosh, yes, I thought this. And um, when I saw this question, I was like, oh, gosh, it's such a good one. And I was like, oh god, hard to answer very succinctly, but I'll try. Um, I think one, I, the one I've learned most recently, probably the hardest way, um, is just being present and listening to your body and listening to your mind and what's going on and being able to feel those emotions and not run away from them because you have you can't heal if you're just running away from them. And that takes all sorts of different shapes in the body, the different traumas in the body if you're just constantly running on empty stressed out and I think that you know the best one of the best things you can do is rest it's not always more is more and I think along with that is that kind of being okay with imperfection knowing that this is a journey and it's not you know it's not going end point actually many of the times when you look back at some of the hardest times in your life I found New York very very challenging when I moved there first and I look back and I go wow, that was what really, really shaped me. And like, that's what taught me all these lessons that showed me where I wanted to go in my career and my life. And I wouldn't have been able to get there without that process. But obviously it just feels so, so challenging at the time. And I, I believe strongly that that's what's happening now with me having Indy as well. So she's, they say our kids are our greatest teachers, but she she's teaching me so much about myself. And, you know, you, you can't really hide from it when you have a baby. So yeah, I would say my my biggest things are rest, be okay with imperfection, find joy in the journey. And also like this idea of just like doing what you love rather than what you think you should be doing and or what you think others will think will look good or whatever. I think, you know, find those things that you love doing. I always, people always ask me like, how do you stay so motivated to train? And I'm just like, don't do the things that you don't enjoy. Like I, I really don't like Pilates. I don't really like spinning. So I'm just like, I just don't do them. There's so many other things to do. <laughs> Life is too short to do things that make you miserable. So if that is going on hikes, going out in nature, up a cliff, swimming and say, yeah, yeah. I just think you can't go wrong when you're doing those sorts of things. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. And if anyone wanted to follow your journey and kind of see where, where your journey goes next, how can they do this? Thank you. Yes. Um, you can find out probably most of the stuff I'm up to is on Instagram. We're actually going um, on a big trip this summer. So I'm interested how that's going to work out with a little 10 month old or a little month old in, in there in toes. So I will be probably documenting quite a lot about that. Um, and also if I'm on YouTube, I've got a lot of yoga flows and movement uh, flows there. At, yeah, just using uh, Kim Hartwell, if you search on YouTube and um, I will be keeping everything updated on kimhartwell.com as well. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for thank you for having me to to speak to me. I'm so grateful that we managed to make this happen. And yeah, I think this has been a really incredible episode for a lot of people to listen to. So thanks so much for having me. It's so wonderful to chat to you and beautiful little Malou falling asleep. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode the start a ripple podcast if you like what you heard then please do write a review it helps other like-minded souls find this podcast too and if you want to get in touch and the best way to speak to me is probably via instagram and my handle is at with underscore india all right take care and speak to you soon